Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Oh, blessed be God. Hallelujah. You see, it's not a question of education. It's not a question of ordination, but merely a, a question of my apprehending my own true position in Christ. And they're using the power that has been legally given to me and given to every believer. Oh, thank God for the wonder of the grace of God. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, The Name of Jesus, Volume 2 by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. The name of Jesus belongs to me whether I pray or don't pray. Don't misunderstand me. I believe in praying. But my fasting and my praying doesn't change that. The name of Jesus still belongs to me. Just like this. You got an automobile. Did you drive an automobile to church tonight? Well, if you fast all day tomorrow, it won't change it. The automobile still belongs to you. And if you pray all night, still your car. Amen. Is that right? And so the name of Jesus belongs to us. Blessed be God. Let's know something about what is our inheritance and pick it up and start using it. Bold. Be bold about it. Praise God. It's not a question of who it belongs to. Here's supernatural power that's available to every believer. It belongs to the church. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. So that means the name belongs to them. It's not a question of education. Thank God for education. I believe in education. But you see there in that third chapter of Acts, if you want to read it a little more closely, that we referred to this Peter and this man at the gate called Beautiful. Peter and John, after the healing of this man, were taken in question and were threatened by the authorities and commanded to preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus. They were afraid of that name. That's what they were afraid of. And it said that they took knowledge of these disciples. That they were ignorant and unlearned men. But they took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. Oh, blessed be God. Hallelujah. You see, it's not a question of education. It's not a question of ordination. But merely a, a question of my apprehending my own true position in Christ. And they're using the power that has been legally given to me and given to every believer. Oh, thank God for the wonder of the grace of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Now, here's something that's so important. Right in the heart of Mr. Kenyon's book is a chapter entitled Man and Miracles. It's so important that I want to cover it almost word for word with you. I wish you'd get a hold of one of those books. I don't know someplace you ought to be able to get them. If you have a, if you don't know, uh, amen. You should. But you can see something here. And so I'm going to cover this almost word for word with you because I want you to grasp it. Man and Miracles is the title of this chapter. He starts with the name Jesus. And he says, the very name has within it miracle working power even to this day. 
though nearly 2,000 years have rolled away since he walked with men. Jesus, the Galilean, was a miracle worker. Jesus' life was a miracle. His wisdom and teachings were miraculous. He lived and walked in the realm of the miraculous. He made miracles common. His death was a miracle. His resurrection was a miracle. His appearances were miraculous. His ascension was a staggering miracle. But, but perhaps the most outstanding miracle of all of those wonder days was the events of Pentecost. From the upper room went forth men and women boldly to testify of Jesus' name, who 50 days before shrank in fear from the very names of the high priest and his associates. Peter, the trembling, fearful Peter, is now clothed with a power and fearlessness that is inexplicable. He goes out and faces the Sanhedrin, the Senate, and the high priesthood with a courage that amazes us. A stream of miracles flowed from the hands of the apostles and upset Judaism and shook the Roman government to its foundation. They made a discovery. The name of the man whom they had loved whom they had seen nailed to that cross in nakedness, now has power equal to the power that he himself exercised when he was among them. The sick were healed, the dead were raised, demons were cast out by simply breathing that name over the afflicted one. What a stream of miraculous love, life, hope, and joy showered from the ministry of those humble Galileans. Those first 33 years of the early history as seen in the Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the 28 chapters, covers 33 years, were sample years of the Acts of the Church until the return of the Lord and the Master. They are an example really for us. Man is the offspring of the miracle worker. The miracle working desire is embedded deep in the consciousness of man. I'm still reading from Mr. Kenyon. Christianity is based on a series of miracles culminating in Pentecost. Christianity began in miracles. It is propagated by miracles. Every new birth is a miracle. Every answer to prayer is a miracle. Every victory over temptation is a miracle. When reason takes the place of the miraculous, Christianity loses its virility, fascination, and fruitfulness. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is the life of God in man. Christianity was the unveiling of the heart and the nature of the great Father God in the man, Jesus. There could not be a religion that would appeal to humanity that was not founded upon miracles and propagated by miracles. 
Man craves a miracle working God today. Whenever there arises a man or a woman whose prayers are heard and answered, the multitudes flock to them. Man wants a living God. Man craves a miracle. The deep-seated hunger in the human heart for God is the reason for all religions. Men are easily deceived by suedo miracles. Suedo miracle workers because of the hunger after the supernatural. One of America's greatest psychologists who ridiculed the miraculous for over 30 years in his classrooms in one of the leading universities finally sat at the feet of the high priestess of spiritualism and confessed over his own signature in a popular magazine that at last he had found faith in the supernatural. Now what a pitiful picture. Turning from the miracle working Jesus to the miracle working Satan. God created man in his own image and in his own likeness and through Jesus Christ allows him to become a partaker of his own nature. This lifts man into the realm of God. And in that realm, the Father God can reveal himself to his child. The answer to the universal craving of man for the supernatural is found in the new birth. And the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus. I like that, don't you? I'm still quoting from Mr. Kenyon. Prayer becomes a miracle working force in the world. Christianity is a miracle. God is a miracle worker. Jesus Christ was a miracle and is a miracle. The Bible is a miracle book. If we take the supernatural out of Christianity, we have religion. Miracles are not out of harmony with the desire of humanity. A miracle worker, either real or false, will draw a greater congregation than the greatest philosopher or statesman in the world. I'm still quoting now from Mr. Kenyon. This love of the miraculous is not only a mark, is not a mark of ignorance, but rather an outreaching after the unseen God. Education does not eliminate the desire for the miraculous in man. That desire is intensified as education unveils man's impotence in the presence of the laws of nature and shows him his utter dependence upon the unseen. It is not a mark of great scholarship, piety, or mental acumen to deny the miraculous. The universal man believes in the miraculous. The Bible is a record of miracles and divine intervention. It is history of the outbreathing of the supernatural realm into the natural. Beginning with Abraham, all of the major characters of the Old Testament history were miracle workers or better. God wrought miracles through them. The thing that lifted Joseph from the prison to the office of premier of Egypt was a miracle. Israel's deliverance from Egypt's bondage was a series of miracles that shook Egypt to its very foundation. 
The crossing of the Red Sea and the 40 years in the wilderness were a series of miracles unparalleled in human history. The object of these miracles was to separate Israel from the dead gods of Egypt and bind them to the worship of the living God of Abraham. Judaism was Judaism as long as the miracle work in God was manifest. When miracles ended or ceased, Israel lapsed into heathenism and came back into fellowship with their God after a series of staggering miracles. It would be interesting to study the miracles of the conquest of Canaan, the period of the kings, of the four great miracles recorded in Daniel that sent Israel back from captivity into their own land. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the three-CD series by Ken Hagen, Don't Let Your Stress Become Distress. For $21, get this dynamic resource to start your new year off right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Come on down to Naples, Florida, 27 through the 30th. That's of right, where the sun is January. shining. Yeah, we're yes. going to have a good time at Living Word Family Church. And you can watch us on Roku, uh, Roku, however you say yes. that. Sorry about that, people, but I sometimes mispronounce words. But that's me, okay? And uh, you can, you know, we, we, if you just go to rhema.org, it'll tell you, you where can find we're be. all of that kind of stuff. And, and you can download our magazine, Word of Faith magazine. Yes. Uh, you know, I, we have an app for the iPad and for the, the, the iPhone mm-hmm. and for the other phones and stuff. You can just go to the app store and, and, and you can. will give you all kinds of information oh, about yes, us, where right. we're going to be. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.